what's making it harder for me to cope is how good the offense is playing. Now, we expect the offense to be this good, but, well, no, <laughs> we expected the offense to be good. Hold on, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Well, I, I think Maddie you know, this was, was revisionist the, history here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you've listened to all the podcasts, which you may have done, and we I specifically predicted Geno Smith to be the fourth most efficient quarterback in mm -hmm. the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. and I published my MVP Geno video before this game. So, all right, all right, all right. Maddie, you Maddie, did? Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. Not MVP Geno, MV Geno. Ah, you, which, by the way, that movement the is line. still that movement is still on the way up, up, yeah. up, up, up. But we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll catch on. Okay. Like, get right. the, maybe you, you register did... a trademark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did also put Geno Smith and Tom Brady in the same sentence um, at one point. I think back in August. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Did I did it on edit... Twitter today as well. Said um the I said the uh, this New Orleans Saints uh, cause issues for Tom Brady. And so Gino might face similar challenges because obviously they're the same player. Uh, Gino did not, though. Um, he had a really good game. Now, the one the one minor detail which I'm interested in looking at in, in our tape podcast specifically as well is why the Seahawks went one for nine on third down. Um, I think a lot of that is penalties in the second half. I think some of that's probably why did they start just drop back passing in third and short and where was the boot stuff. And then I think some of that is just the Saints are pretty sticky in coverage. In, but, um, in the drops, two drops. Oh, yeah, two drops. There you go. That's nice and succinct. So but, like um, you're, you're entering the variance world of third downs. Yes. You can do the right thing. You can do the wrong thing and have good or bad results. That's just there third go. downs. But overall, 396 total yards on offense. Gino, 16 for 25, 268 passing yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Could have been four. We will get to the officiating. Um, uh, but the first, the, the sad news, Rashad Penny uh, fractures his tibia per Ian Rappaport. Uh, Pete Carroll described him as shattered, I think it was. And that's obviously very sad for someone who's dealt with a lot already in the, his NFL career. He'd come back. He looked in an amazing place, been very candid in his press conferences about the challenge uh, mental health-wise of, of injury and uh, feeling like a disappointment and letting the team down. And just one, hopefully he's okay as a person. Um, and two, I'm sure he will be back because, and yeah, that just sucks, Ty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely sick about that one. Um, like just the way that he wasn't able to even, you know, move over to the bench. He was dragging himself back onto the sideline. Like that was really sad to watch. Um, yeah. And it really sucks because he was also having a really good game. He's been uh, really solid this year. Uh, he's been a big part of the run game and the, the success that they've had, especially as of late. Um, and they were doing some really cool stuff with him today. Uh, and so, you know, it just, you got to feel for him, especially, you know, he's going to be hitting free agency after this year. Um, and so, you know, just yeah. hope for the best for him, uh, personally speaking, you know, just from a, from a mental uh, standpoint and all that. Yeah. So yeah. Agreed. To, to lighten the mood from that in the brutal way that, uh, NFL football is next man up rookie Kenneth Walker actually got played more like a running back rather than getting gadget plays. And lo and behold, um, he can, he can run the football a bit. Um, he's him. Yeah. He's him. <laughs> he, you can tell he's going to have to, like, he's still not there yet in terms of like feeling out like the, the cutback on an outside zone. Like he's almost hitting, he's almost hitting the whole the the line of scrimmage a little too fast relative to how he tries to slow himself down to try to f you know sift through the blocks 
like you know feeling out like bending back and stuff um because he stumbles a little bit and i feel like that's just a combination of of trying to put his reads and his in his athleticism together um and like that's the thing that penny struggled with right early on like because he even even when we would see a little bit of him in his first two seasons he would still get the explosive runs but it was the you know feeling it out in between the tackles to try to get the most out of those you know those median runs like those two to four or five yarders you know i feel like mm-hmm. and walker will get there because he was excellent at that at college better than penny was in college at that but i feel like it's just kind of an nfl speed thing um and maybe with more reps he'll get there in a hurry i don't know but it's great that like if the blocking is there for it he will he will take it to the house you know um so and and good backside blocking from from uh, Phil Haynes, I think, when he subbed in and Abraham Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Haynes subbing in thing's worth mentioning. Actually, they, you know, we, people wondered if Gabe Jackson had hurt himself, but no, just a little competition thing, and honestly, deserved. Oh, really? Jackson. Well, he he had a patchy... he had a hip flexor. I thought they announced that he had a hip flexor. P. Cowell described it as rest. Oh, interesting. interesting. Maybe 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 Pete doesn't actually have. A full story on that perhaps but perhaps. i don't know i don't know anyway uh by the way a quick note here uh this comes from field goals the seahawks now are on eight consecutive seasons with at least one other running back suffering a season-ending injury that sucks yeah. uh, that i wonder sucks. how common that is league-wide i mean that sounds yeah. brutal but um like for yeah. the seahawks luck wise but I, yeah. I mean running back is a really tough position obviously it is yeah and you take a beating what, so, Ty, how good was Gino? <laughs> uh, very good. I mean, there was obviously like a couple of things here and there that, you know, um, we can talk about and that we can talk about more on the tape show. But uh, some of the throws that he made today, disgusting, like literally disgusting. Like the, the, the one to, to lock it on the touchdown, the, the one to fan when he was rolling to his left on the on the bootleg, like he was making some big boy throws today and that's that's the thing too is like we continue to see him kind of progress right he was going off script he was he was legitimately making plays outside of the pocket and i mean he's showing you something new every single week and that's the thing that's really exciting for me with him and it's just he's doing it in different ways and that makes me excited about their ability to sustain this over the course of a full season it's just there's more new stuff getting introduced here and he's just kind of fleshing out his ability in general. So, uh, I mean, you know, again, like he only, like the efficiency wasn't as there as it has been, uh, in the past few weeks. You know, I think he went like 16, he, yeah, he went 16 to 25 as we have here on the graphic, but still, I mean, like some of the plays that he was able to make against a really good defense too, with a, you know, with, legit difference makers at all three levels in the defense um and a really solid secondary as well like it's a it's this was to me and we'll see how what the what the tape looks like and everything but this to me was maybe his most impressive performance thus far just considering the opponent and considering some of the throws that he had to make how did you guys feel yeah uh I, I I I agree. Like this, the Saints are a real defense, and they like this is further proof that this offense can get explosive, and they can do it in different ways. They can do it play action and drop back. Um, so like th- that straight up, just 
you know, I think that puts to rest any concern. That doesn't mean that they won't have games where they can't get explosive, but we just know it's in there. It's on their tool belt right now. Um, and then he was, you know, he was accurate elsewhere. Um, like even the incompletions that weren't drops, uh, like those were just really tightly contested. I mean, the saints have DBs they can cover across the field and, you know, you know, you know, you, like we said earlier, you run the simulation enough on some of those and some of those get caught and some of them get knocked away. Right. Um, but, uh, he was just, he was just making plays. Um, the, the, the drops touchdown from DK, like that was just, he lasered that. I think he threw it too hot for him actually. Um, that was a ridiculous throw though. It was a ridiculous throw. Um, they, and the, the saints, like they weren't, they weren't, they didn't have a great pass rush coming in at least results wise, but they have players there. Yeah, and, and on that third and two sack, you saw like you know Lucas get beat by Jordan. Where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's a player. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, right. And but it shows that he can still manage in perfect pockets and get the ball out and be able to get the ball out and still get downfield. That just means that he's balancing everything. He can balance the pass rush. He can balance the play call. He can balance what he needs to do. Now again, he did take three sacks. Some of them where he's really trying to make something happen. But he's trying to make something happen within the bounds of like what is not doing too much, you could say. Like then the structure dies on him, and then like okay, now it's time to maybe get rid of the ball. I'm curious to see if he missed something obvious though. On one of them where he steps up in the pocket, I think to take off, he actually had DK coming up on the on the post or on the deep dig. But I don't know if that throw could have gotten out of his hand in rhythm and on time given to what he had to do in the pocket so maybe you know when we when we roll the tape back and we pause and play pause and play enough times we'll be able to say uh, you know whether he could or couldn't have um Mm -hmm. but like i don't know the 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 dude's on it right now and the fact that he he can show up like this against a good defense it really makes you want another crack at the 49ers just to see how they measure up again not because i think i have good news to him I have good but news. But I think, yeah, they they do get another crack at them. Mm. Oh yay! Um, <laughs> uh, be, because I I want to see like I'm not saying that they'll take it to them and put all these points up on them, but I want to see like to measure the progress with them being you know the control and the experiment facing the same defense, right? And what um, happens when you keep the uh, ball in Geno's hands near the goal line <laughs> instead of right getting really right cute with yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I agree with what you're saying about the pocket stuff, and I am also curious about the sacks. Uh, I think the the only one I had slight issue with, I don't even know if it was just no, I think it was a sack. Was the the third and two with the you know towards the end of the game where he starts running around trying to make stuff happen, takes a big loss, and they have to punt it back. Where if you just throw that away, and then it's fourth and two, then yeah. we just go for it. Um, but then would they even have gone for it? I'm not so sure. To me, it didn't seem like anything was open. And I thought the broadcast did a, a great job of actually getting all 22 up to show stuff wasn't open. And I think if it had been open, they'd have said, you know, this was open. And I forget the color commentator, but he was Gino pilled. Matt Millen. Matt he Millen. was Gino. Matt yeah. Millen was Gino pilled. He was. We, we, we witnessed somebody swallowing the Gino pill live on air. Very, yeah, I was like, fun. yeah. When when the game started and he was talking about Gino, I was like, does he listen to the Seattle Overload podcast? Like, yeah. what's going I on? I think here? I think yeah. he's had a little little tune Ooh. in. 
little, little taste. Um, I dabbled. So, hi, Matt. So he, hi, Matt. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Millen. Um, it's, <laughs> it's five weeks. I think we have a, a large enough sample size to say that what Gino's doing projects forward. Like, like Ty, you were saying, like they did a new de- developments every week. It happens in different ways. His process is innate right now and how defenses, you know, how they defend him differently, whatever he'll go where the ball needs to go and he can attack you at the point of attack, not like up front necessarily, but like the schematic points downfield. Um, I mean, he, he can right now he can beat good defenses at what they're trying to do and he can beat them where they are and he can beat them where they're not is what I'm saying, essentially. Um, and like he, he can, he can find a way to do it. And like he, you can tell that he is also improving him, like going back to the pocket thing, he can tap into his, his arm strength reservoir when the, po- the pocket's changing up on him a little bit. He's finding ways to establish his base. Cause you know, like we said, like he's not a guy that can generate torque when his entire body isn't lined up. Like, like Russell Wilson can, or a lot of these other guys can, where their feet aren't set and they can just, you know, they can just whip it. He doesn't have that, but he's finding ways to, uh, he's just finding ways to tap into it. Like he kind of does that. He did it a lot at West Virginia. We're starting to see a little bit more where I I don't know if it's a rhythm thing, but he kind of hunches a little bit. It's Mm. like he coils up and then he rips it. And I think he does that in part to, to get the, the rhythm and timing of the throw down, just like a hesitation thing. But also, I think it lets him load. You can explode out of that. And that's how he can do that without when his throwing base isn't distributed precisely how he normally wants to. Like when we see him step into a throw, some of these throws he's making is not stepping into it. But you see him do that hunch a little bit. And it's like it reminded me of when I went back like a crazy person and watched him from West Virginia about 12 years ago. I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. And that's why he's doing it. When he throws those deep posts at West Virginia, a huge hunch. He looks like he looks like Draymond Green about to shoot a three pointer. I like like he's wearing a backpack. But in this case, it helps him be a better player because he just launched that shit to Tyler Lockett fifty yards downfield twice. So yeah. I don't know. He he he's adapting. He's adapting. Defenses are adapting to him, and he's adapting to them. Adapting to him. So. DK catches a couple more balls, man. Like this, this team can, this team can make up for you know a fourteen point swing from the refs. If I on the red zone, you know, like compilation of all the touchdown throws at the end of red zone, which they do. Uh, I I like they showed a great end zone angle of his shot to lock it, um, where he's hanging in the pocket and like he, he gets he gets hit like when he steps up into it. Like yeah. again, talking of working in the pocket he's he's not afraid he's he's diming out there and that second play action photo locket was perfect like into two man like the accuracy oh on that locket did great as well but the yeah accuracy... we got to talk about locket yeah uh, tyler lockett's dude his route on the first touchdown at the end of the half no, he, like equally as disgusting as the throw he, he was uh five catches for 104 yards two touchdowns 20.8 yards per catch and a long of 40 full full tyler lockett route tree being unleashed this mm-hmm. year That's there you go cool. there you go the, so, the, the dude's on pace for 1300 yards right now and um silo the god mentions in the in the chat and if you are in the chat please do like this video and subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't um 
So you look at the god mentions that throw to Noah on the left side, Lama's money. It was. It was quite yeah, early. On the it, run, and I was yeah. like, where is the bootlegs? And then they boot him away, rolling to his left. And he yeah. lofts it perfectly. And again, you got like a nice end zone angle of that or behind the play angle. And that was just inch perfect. And and one of those where, you know, there's all this talk in the off season from certain people at Seahawks training camp where it's like, oh, Drew Locke's so much better throwing on the move. Like Gino can't do it. And it's like, okay, you don't know what you're watching. 